Welcome to the Nothing Is Wasted podcast, conversations designed to help you as you live, learn, and lead through pain. And now the host of the Nothing Is Wasted podcast, Davey Blackburn. Hello, welcome to the Nothing Is Wasted podcast. My name is Davey. I'm your host and joining me, Aubrey Sampson, our co-host. Hey, Davey. How you doing? I'm doing well, except for the fact that this is the last week of our marriage series. And I, know, I have series gleaned... series has been incredible. Oh, I've gleaned so much from this. It's been awesome. And I'm particularly excited about our guests today, Dave and Mary Gothy. Uh, before I tell you about them, before we talk about it, I want to make sure the listener understands... And remembers to stick around afterwards because we have our resident counselor for the series, Nicole Zasowski. Nicole Zasowski. Nicole She's been incredible. Zasowski. She's been awesome. And uh, she was featured in the series, episode 152. You can listen yeah. to her story, but she's also a, a licensed um, counselor, particularly specializing in marriage and family. So we decided to bring her on and say, hey, would you give us kind of a professional perspective on some of these uh, stories, and she's got some great resourcing after this interview. So stick around for the end of this episode, and you can um, hear what she has to say. But today is with Dave and Mary. And they're your friends, they are right, great Dave, friends. You and Christy know them, so yes. I want to hear about this. Well, you know, we met them as when I signed on to be a teaching pastor at Mercy Road Church in Indianapolis. They were there, and we kept hearing about this couple that leads this marriage seminar that's unbelievable. All the staff hmm. at Mercy Road would go to this marriage and they're like, I'm telling you, this saved our marriage. It's unreal. Wow. You've got to go to, it's called the significant marriage, but everybody was referencing it as TSM. I'm like, what is TSM? TSM. Yeah. That's what they, it was just like the buzzword, right? TSM, TSM. Huh. And, um, and, and you found out that it was the significant marriage and with Dave and Mary. And if you know, Dave, they're just, uh, Dave and Mary, they're just incredible. I mean, they're like, you, everyone knows them. They don't meet a stranger. That's, I love that. That's for sure. Um, and they have a really, really amazing story of hope and healing. But um, the, the, the thing that really intrigued me was how many people talked about the impact that TSM had. Hmm. So much so that when we began uh, chatting with Dave and Mary, building some friendship with them, Christy and I decided, let's go to TSM. Oh, nice. Let's do it. Let's, uh, and let, did it live up to the hype? Absolutely, it did. I've been oh, to marriage awesome. count conferences. I've been to marriage counseling. I've been to marriage seminars. And yeah. I think from a f full package, start to finish of the weekend, I mean, it's a full weekend, but as a, as a package as a whole, I don't know um, another marriage resource that was more beneficial than this one. Wow. And that's a um, high praise right well, there. Well, it may, honestly, it may have been just where Christy and I were at, but we experienced some major breakthrough on a couple of different issues that we had just been struggling with and awesome. we couldn't, we couldn't find breakthrough, but they gave us some tools that we, um, we really needed and it fit perfectly for us. And, and we weren't in isolated circumstance. I mean, there were probably 20 other couples in that seminar yeah. the, for the weekend and they were all just like, you know, I mean, it was just, they were gushing with how amazing this was. It was so great. What I think is unique about them is this is a second marriage for both Dave and Mary. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So they're coming at this from a, you know, sometimes you go to these sessions and they're with people who've been married happily for 56 years, which is amazing. I right. mean, there's wisdom to glean from them, right. but I like that um, they're kind of coming from a unique perspective. Yeah, we can, 
obviously learn from people who have their marriages has stood the test of time and they've been married 40, 50, 60 years. Yes. And amen. We should definitely have those kinds of (laughs) couples in our life. Absolutely. But sometimes you wonder when you hear them talk, you're like, have you gone through the really, really, really difficult? Like, have you got, and Dave and Mary have. Right. And that's what's so unique about their story. And they've come out, they've emerged from that. And they've learned what not to do in marriages from their own experience and what to do in marriage. And I think that's why their resourcing is, is so beneficial. Um, and so, you know, when we started interacting with Dave and Mary, we began asking the question, is there any way that we can partner together in ministry because of what value you're adding to, especially couples in trauma right. and to help couples prevent major avoidable pain from coming into their life. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, over several coffees and, and different meetings with, with Dave and Mary, um, they agreed to be community group guides for us for, Fantastic. uh, for our divorce group. So Dave leads for divorced men, Mary leads for divorced women. And then they're also certified guides in the same vein. Um, Mary talks, you know, she does a lot with ministry trauma. She's been in ministry a long time. She's actually gone through some ministry trauma. She also does divorce women. And and then they also help marriages. So if there's a marriage throughout this whole series, if you're going, man, I'm really, we're struggling or we need some help or we're trying to figure out, yeah. most importantly, we're trying to figure out as a couple what our purpose is. Like, how do we move on mission together? Dave and Mary would be the couple to go to. And you can find them at nothingiswasted.com yep. slash community groups. And nothingiswasted.com slash coaching, because like you said, they're certified guides. That's right. I think it's remarkable because, you know, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but we don't do a great job in the church talking to divorced couples that have been remarried Mm -hmm. or divorced couples that have stayed single. And so I love that they're available as a resource. And I love that they're talking about that part of their journey as well. Absolutely. Aubrey, before we kind of like launch into this conversation. Yeah. Are there any marriage resources that have been helpful for you that we can throw up to our um I love that question. Um, you know, a couple books that Kevin and I recommend to couples who are getting married. One, and they actually talk about Gary Thomas yep. in this conversation, mm-hmm. but another book by Gary Thomas that they don't mention is a book called Sacred Marriage, mm-hmm. which one. is where um, it sounds a little depressing, but he talks about how marriage <laughs> isn't necessarily meant to make you happy. It's right. meant to make you holy. Right. And the point obviously is that is your marriage is part of God's sanctifying process in your life. And I think it's a really good vision for marriage. Um, And then I would say what Kevin and I have actually gone back to a ton is John Gottman. He's a big marriage guy. He writes about four horsemen of the apocalypse in marriage. Yep. Mm -hmm. And he talks about uh, stonewalling, criticism, contempt, and defensiveness. And then he gives antidotes to those. And honestly, in our marriage, those have been lifesavers. We pull them up on our phone sometimes. We've given them to every couple we've, pre, uh, we've done premarital counseling with. So I, I think John Gottman is a great resource as well. What about you, Davey? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I love both of those resources. Uh, we're going to reference in this conversation, you'll hear me talk about it, saving your marriage before it starts. I think oh, that's yeah. a really that's good one, Paris, especially, right? that's good. yeah, as you're, if you're looking to get married, if you're engaged, if you're on that track, then that's a really, really good one. Um, and then some ones that are conventional. I, I don't know. I have not gone through this one yet, but we are about to go through love and respect together. Oh yeah. We've done that a few uh, years ago. That's a good one. Egridge, Egridge, Egridge. I can't remember the actual name, you know, his mm-hmm. name 
and her, and his wife's name that wrote this, but um, we're going through it as a family. This is this is unique. We're going to go through it with my mom and dad, and oh. with my brother and sister in law. Come on, as like six of us, uh, once a month, we're going to talk about one of the chapters for the next. I think I think there's like six That's sessions cool. of it that we're going to do together over Zoom. So love it was it. a Christmas gift from my parents. Um, oh, I they love are that. This year, They're investing in your marriage. Yeah, this year they are celebrating their 60th birthdays, each of them, and their 40th wedding anniversary. Come so as a part of that, like, hey, we're celebrating this. We want to help to kind of just build some foundational stuff within you guys, even though they've been building foundational stuff within us since we were born, you know, but... Uh, it was just a really cool. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about yeah, being together. Yeah, I love that. So. Well, there's lots of resourcing in this episode. You will absolutely love it, listeners. So let's go ahead and take a listen to your conversation with Mary and Dave Gothi. Dave, Mary, it is an awesome thing to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Thank you We're for having glad us. Glad to be here. Oh my goodness. So, um, you know, we've been able to work together quite a bit over the past, what, maybe a year or so, yeah. something right. like that. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. have a lot of interconnectivity with our worlds colliding mm-hmm. and we're in the middle of this marriage series. So I thought there couldn't be a better couple to bring on and share your story and uh, share what you guys do because your stories are um, incredible stories of healing, mm-hmm. uh, starting out, yeah, absolutely, of hardship and, and tragedy and, and a lot of loss, but also mm-hmm. watching God's hand and getting to hear yeah. a little bit of God's hand has just been incredible for us. And then getting to be a part of it with you guys has been so fun. Oh, we're so grateful to be here today. Yeah, we've loved having you guys be part of it. Can't wait to see what God is going to do with that. Well, I want our listener to get a taste of both of your stories because it's unique. I want them to hear a little bit of both of your journeys and then how your journeys come together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then how God began to launch uh, the ministry that you guys do mm-hmm. and how you're mm-hmm. repurposing your pain. So... I don't know who wants to start, but I'd love to hear the backstory. So I grew up in India for the first 21 years. And then I came to the U.S. And uh, at 23, I believe, I got married to a person from Ohio. And obviously we had apps totally different backgrounds. Mm. And we really didn't know how to be married. We struggled through it. And to add to that, we had two handicapped children. My son is deaf. And my daughter has Down syndrome. Um, So that in itself brought some huge difficulties in our marriage. Because we both grieved differently in a way. And... uh, we just went through some really, really difficult times and had no help. Mm. And at that time, for us, it was like, oh my gosh, we didn't even think of getting help at that time, yeah. which is so sad. Right. Ultimately, you know, our marriage ended. Yeah. And uh, once it ended, I, through the divorce, through, through our divorce, I, I wanted to actually find a female attorney. And when I did find someone, the first question she asked me was, do you go to church anywhere? Hmm. I said, no. She goes, why don't you go to Grace? Dave Rod is a friend of mine. Hmm. That was the beginning of my journey. Wow. And 
it was because of him that I found Jesus. Wow. And ultimately, you know, this is where the journey began to the point where I met Mary yeah. at that point. Man. And um, she can tell you the story of how we met. <laughs> I think it's very interesting. Dave, can you tell me a little bit before we have Mary kind of, you know, talk about how she comes into the picture and a little bit of her story, but can you tell me what was kind of the timeline? You know, you, you meet this attorney, she invites you to church Mm -hmm. and at some point in that journey, you give your life to the Lord. Mm -hmm. What was the timeline? And, and, and also Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit of like, what was your faith background prior Mm -hmm. to that? What was kind of the foundation that was built for you? So I was born a Hindu, mm-hmm. and uh, when I came after my first marriage, we, I mean, during my first marriage, we went to church once in a while, but, you know, I was never baptized or anything. It was just going to church and learning a few things here and there, and that's yeah. all that I knew at that point. It was never personal. Yeah. It yeah, it was never personal. Right. And, uh, you know, we were married for almost 23 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and the timeline in terms of meeting this attorney, I would say it was, I went to the church immediately mm. as soon as she okay. told me wow. and, uh, met Dave Rod. Mm. He sat me down and helped me understand who Jesus was. And wow. I had done things that just weren't right and weren't good. And I was really, really concerned about it. And he told me, you just have to accept Christ. Mm. Wow. Wow. So it was pretty quick after yeah. I mean, you were at a place emotionally and spiritually where you were ready. I was ready. Yeah. I accepted Christ that way. Didn't wow. get baptized for till another year and a half or okay. two years later. Wow. Um, and what's interesting about all of this is I never used that attorney and to date, I can't remember who she was. Hmm. We well, think maybe she her. was an it's angel. like an angel attorney. Yeah, <laughs> totally. seriously. Just like the Lord intercepting you in, yeah. your, in, a, in a dark moment right yeah. there. Wow. So I owe a lot to her. Yeah. And to Dave. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and of course, there were other people that came into my life. Yeah. You know, God brought a couple into my life, Jim and Linda Tremblay, which who are still very dear friends of mm. ours that just kind of were with me. Mm. And uh, Bill Frigi, another man who discipled me for a whole year, every single week. Um, wow. So God brought people into my life, circumstances into my life. And when I was get, when I decided to get baptized, I remember I was at church mm. and I was saw they were baptizing. I said, oh my gosh, I want to get baptized. And Bill wasn't there at church. I called him. I said, do you mind coming in? He said, yeah. absolutely, I'll be there. Because I wanted him in the pool along with Dave Rod in the pool. Mm. And at that time, I wrote something down and I started writing. Everyone had written something. So I started writing. I was really lucky to have found this attorney. Mm. I was fortunate that I connected with Dave Rod and everything. I started that writing that way. And ultimately, before I got done, I realized it wasn't luck. It wasn't luck. Yeah. Yeah. Which had yeah. been very Hindu thinking. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I realized, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's the providential hand of God. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Wow. So I changed wow. everything and realized that, oh my gosh, this is what God has done for me. Mm. And then I 
remember standing in line to get baptized and Dave Rod was in the pool and Dave saw me. I was like number 30 or whatever, <laughs> but he saw me and he immediately burst out into tears. Wow. It was... Well, because he had walked through a yeah, very personally. painful journey with him. Yeah. yeah. It was wow. absolutely the best day of my life. Yeah. Besides... Mary. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Well, speaking of, that's a great segue. You know, yeah. Mary, you've got your own uh, difficult story of divorce as well. And, yeah. um, you know, to the degree that you feel comfortable, would you share that with us a little bit and then share how you guys met? Well, it certainly wasn't a story that I would have thought would have been my story. Mm. I was raised in a Christian family. My father was a chaplain in the army. His own story was incredible because he had been a prisoner of the Nazis during World War II. Oh, jeez. And um, went to war, having been married one week, and um, spent two years in Europe. The last part of that experience, he was a, a prisoner. and wow. But during that time, he told God, if you will spare my life, I will serve you. Wow. And, you know, most people call that a foxhole conversion because when you're at war and you're scared, you'll say anything, yeah. but then you come home and you're safe, you forget. So my dad was rescued from a, it was a military prison camp and he weighed about 98 pounds. My dad was 6'1". Mm. So he looked like a concentration camp victim. It took him six months to heal and then he went straight to um, Bible College and Asbury Seminary. Mm. So then he went back into the army as a chaplain. So I was raised in a chaplain's home, and wow. divorce was never I even talked about. Almost went to Asbury Seminary, oh, you by did? the way. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, changed <laughs> Asbury my dad's and Azusa life. Pacific were my two options, and ah. then I just hmm. ended up not going to seminary. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> well, he went to Pasadena College of Bible right down oh, the street from Azusa, <laughs> but which is also an awesome school. But so I was raised in this home where I watched my parents give their lives away. All yeah. I ever knew was ministry. All yeah. I ever knew was my home filled with soldiers and people sleeping on our couch because they just needed a place to belong. Right. They needed a place to be loved. And and so I um, went to college, became a young pastor's wife and, and had my own ministry. Um, mm. Eventually went into um, young life because I loved working with teenagers and we had this amazing opportunity to come up and worked in young life in the Midwest and then moved to Vienna, Austria, where... We not only worked in, in Vienna itself in international schools, but helped plant Young Life in Eastern Europe when mm. it was still communist. Wow. So I could tell you all kinds of stories Jeez. about that. But um, it was a very, it was an amazing time. I actually went back to the States for a year. We all came back for a year where um, we were in graduate programs and I got my second master's from Wheaton College. Another good school. <laughs> um, and I got my master's in clinical psychotherapy. Our podcast producer, just her eyes just... Oh. <laughs> she perked up a second because oh, yeah. she's in graduate school at Wheaton ah, College right now. Good yeah. for you. Oh. <laughs> um, so finished school, went back to the mission field, and they were just, you know, you can have a loving, healthy marriage, but if there's an overwhelming amount of external pressures, doesn't matter how good your marriage is, if you're, if you're not taking that time to do what you need to mm -hmm. do and really protecting your marriage, yeah. Um, because you're so busy doing good things, right, um, right. the enemy just gets in there and lies to you. Yeah. And having worked in in places that were enemy territory, right, I mean, Eastern Europe, it's just inundated. Yeah, absolutely. Was, had belonged to the enemy for so long through Nazis and through communism, and so it was, it was just tough. And um, ended up coming home from the mission field, thinking that we were going to go back, um, but that is not what happened. We ended up. Um, 
getting divorced and, um, again, not at all what I ever thought my life would be. And yet I have seen God's amazing redemption Mm. just through that and, um, bringing good out of what the enemy meant for evil. Yeah. So I ended up at Grace Church because I had um, friends actually from junior high and high school that I had known um, as my dad would go to war at Vietnam or Korea or wherever he would go. I would come to India to live because I had an aunt here. And so had um, friends who were involved at Grace and and happened to see one of them one time. And he said, you know, we're, you need to come to Grace to heal. Mm-hmm. And so I did and got involved in youth ministry there and and just tried to live my life, tried to go on because even though um, divorce was now part of my life, I never lost my calling, Yeah, never lost my love for kids um, or my sense that God had a purpose for me. So, mm. but it was at grace that I was leading a Bible study for young adult women who were a part of the youth group. And, mm. and one day this person said to me, you know, you need to, Meet my friend, Dave. <laughs> I'm like, no, <laughs> don't want to meet any friends. Um, I was just scared and still hurting. and um, But I had prayed before that that if God ever brought someone new into my life, I wanted him to be a promise keeper. Yeah. Because at that time, the promise keeper movement was really big. Oh, right, and, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm talking to my friend on the phone and and. And she's saying, well, could he call you? And I said, no, but thanks. <laughs> and she said, well, the only reason he's still here, he's actually moving in two weeks, but he's here, he's going to Promise Keepers. So that's why he's still here. <laughs> so I was like, like oh, man, you don't pray something that you, then when the Lord hands it to you, you say, uh-huh. sorry, God, I, I really didn't mean that prayer. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, all right, well, he can call me. One thing we say a lot at Nothing is Wasted is pain is the common denominator of life. It's something that brings us all together. Unfortunately, what is not as common is actually getting the help we need for what we're going through. Beyond the encouragement, hope, and resources that we provide as a ministry, we believe there is a need for everyone to have a good counselor. I've been in counseling for years, as have most of our team, so we personally know the benefits of this tool in our lives. This is why we've partnered with an incredible online worldwide organization called Faithful Counseling, who provides virtual counseling with licensed therapists who are all certified by their own state's board. If you're seeking traditional mental health counseling, but would prefer hearing from a Christian perspective, Faithful Counseling may be a great option for you. Once you're matched with a counselor in 24 hours or less, you can connect with them anytime via your computer, tablet, or mobile phone through video calls, phone calls, or even the convenience of text messaging. Faithful Counseling is not a crisis line, but it can be an incredible resource in your healing journey. It only costs $65 a week and financial aid is available to those who qualify, which you can apply for during the signup process. To learn more, go to faithfulcounseling.com slash nothing is wasted. If you sign up through that link only, you will receive 10% off of your first month of counseling just for being a part of the Nothing Is Wasted family. Again, that's faithfulcounseling.com slash nothing is wasted. And now, back to our interview. 
So we met and uh, we were married four months later. Wow. Wow. But the way, um, like we met with Dave Rod, we're like, okay, what do you, by the way, his name is Rodriguez. Yeah. We call him Dave Rod. Right. Um, so what do you, what do you think? And he goes, I've just been, I've been watching you guys and your stories are so woven together and mm. you have my blessing. And then my mom had just fallen in love with Dave. My, my dad had already gone to be with the Lord. And so my mom was like, this is what you need. It's what your kids need right now. Mm. We love him. We believe this is of the Lord. Yes, you can get married. Yeah. Wow. And so getting the approval of two people that really trusted, like, okay. So we started yeah. a new life in Massachusetts because by this time he was already in Massachusetts wow. and he, his job had moved him out there. Okay. So we spent five years blending our family and, and uh, three teenagers. <laughs> it does take at least that, mm -hmm. it feels like, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 But they were amazing years. And I, mm. we went to an Episcopal church that was awesome, Episcopal, mm. um, really evangelical church. And, and our priest one time said, he said, you know, you're such an example of how to blend a family. Wow. And I, I have no idea how we did that. Yeah, but I was going to ask you, do you have any tips just yeah. right out of the gate right now? Anything that you, any Grace. principles that are Grace guiding? and mercy, Grace. especially for well, your stepkids. Okay. In our case, it was, my job was very easy because mm -hmm. her kids are amazing. Mm. And course we had crystal with us mm -hmm. you know and fortunately she loves mary yeah yeah it, i've it seen that interaction i've seen so yeah. good in fact when i first remember the time that i came and had coffee with you guys we were at mm -hmm. uh hubbard and cravens oh, yeah, right yeah. and crystal oh, was yeah. with you oh, right. i wasn't sure walking right. away from there i know you had said it but i just was taking in a lot of information mm -hmm. i wasn't sure who's she like mm -hmm. which previous marriage she belonged to right. oh, because wow. of how well what i saw her take to mary I yeah. Was, yeah. you know so, yeah. so, cool. so our blending together actually was quite easy yeah. compared to what you know, would normally expect. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that was just really the grace of God, and just yeah. a lot of a lot of mercy, a lot of forgiving with undeserved sometimes, and then just we had a lot of fun. Yeah, I tried mm. to create a home where we just celebrated life together, and mm, that's good. Um, and so it was good. And then yeah. God moved. Dave to California and I did not want to go because <laughs> we had this family yeah. here in Massachusetts and right. I, I'm like, no, I want to keep what we have. But just one by one, each of them got married, went away to college. Crystal went to live with her mom. And, and so then if I'd been stubborn and dug in my heels, I would have been yeah. alone in a house in California or in Massachusetts. And, but I said, God, if, if this is what you want for Dave and this is good for his future, mm -hmm. then I need you to change my heart. Mm -hmm and make me want to go. And, and it was really instantaneous. It was, wow. it was one of those mm -hmm. few times in my life when I've prayed something specific and God just immediately answered. And so we moved to California. I think Dave loved me enough that if I had said, I cannot go, he would have given up that promotion. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But, um, we went and, and the cool thing is, is I'm just thinking of moving to California, which yeah. at the time to me was concrete freeways i had no idea i forgot yeah. that disneyland was there <laughs> <laughs> i could people say that disneyland's my other home but um we went there and god knew that we were supposed to be in california because that's actually where we were going to birth both of our ministries wow. that's so cool but if i can just yes please do yeah to go back to massachusetts where we were for about five years five years, five years yeah. yeah right our ministry actually started there i'm an engineer i'm a chemical mm -hmm. engineer right. and Mary is the psychotherapist and uh -huh. she's got this fantastic background with a family and everything for me purpose was mm -hmm. being an engineer and supporting her. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. Cause I, I had no clue what that overseas. meant to be honest with you. Mm. And 
at that time, we just started our ministry by bringing couples to our house, yeah. reading a book and talking about it. Mm. That was our marriage ministry That's at so that cool. time. That's how we started. What book yeah. did you guys typically go to for that one? It was Harley's, His Knees, Her Knees. His Knees, Her Knees. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And uh, once that was done, it made a difference. I started to get a little more comfortable talking right. to couples about marriage and those kinds of things. Right. So that was ex- extremely helpful. But then we moved yeah. to California. Well, yeah. And so what was okay, cool. before before the okay. California, I, I've got a question. I, I would love to hear just kind of for the sake of, because I know there are a lot of couples who are, that, that's a big move, Massachusetts mm-hmm. to California. Mm-hmm. And to your point, you already talked about this, this, this like unrest with the decision right. in your own spirit. But there are couples who are wrestling with decisions to that scale and smaller decisions where, you know, one is wanting to do one thing mm-hmm. or feeling a tug mm-hmm. to do one thing. The other one's like, I'm not sure about this. Are there some guiding principles now that you guys have learned and that you guys teach people on, on how do you navigate decisions like that as a couple? Especially, it's unique for you guys because you're, you're a blended family situation. And so I'll, I'll add this caveat. Mm. What Christy and I have learned in blending our family is that there was a period where both of us were very independent people mm-hmm. because we both, you know, had lost our first marriages. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we were having to operate in making independent, you know, uh, decisions of going, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do for the sake of my child or my family or whatever. And then learning to make those decisions together again has been a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. Are there some guiding principles that you guys have learned in making decisions together in that? I have a couple thoughts. Yeah. One is you never do anything unless you're both in it. Mm. We know that. It's good. That mm-hmm. is the number one thing. Yeah. And when, when you say you're both in it, you mean like wholeheartedly. wholeheartedly. Like your heart is, you're not just, yes. you're not just, okay, no, I'll just Let's I'll, try it. No. Yeah. No. Right. You, yeah, have you don't to be have a bitter it. heart. Yes. Right. So that is the basis of everything that we yeah. decide. It's good. Secondly, it's good. If one is, if one of us was not knowledgeable in whatever that is, so mm-hmm. for example, California going right. there and what that meant, she had no, really didn't know hundred right. percent of what right. she needed to experience it. First. Yeah. So a lot of her hesitation might have been fear of the unknown, just right. going like, I don't right. know. We, right. I understand this is yeah. known that what yeah. we have here in Massachusetts, yeah. but okay. And we loved Massachusetts so much. We had made yeah. so many friends, right. had a great church, everything. We had a beautiful yeah. house in the woods. Yeah. It was a haven. Yeah. And I didn't want to lose it either. However, I knew it would be good for our family financially. Mm-hmm. And I thought California was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, he wanted to be where it was warm again right. because for him, it reminded him of yeah. India, of this palm yeah. trees in the sunshine. Yeah. So I think it is important to allow the other person to experience what that might look like. Mm, mm-hmm. That's good. So well, and I that, think, I'm sorry, babe, no, at that point, you know, I asked her to go with me okay. once and right. that's what happened. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, and, and I think too, whatever the decision is, like we, we kind of lean, who's it more important to, mm. who's it going to mean the most to, um, and, and I also have just come to see that I think that God will honor you if you have to make the difficult decision to give up something so that your spouse can fulfill their dream. Mm. When we talk about this at the yeah, explain marriage. that a little bit because you did talk about this, yeah, and that was so powerful that moment right there. Talk, talk. Well, we talk about our dreams mm-hmm. at the significant marriage because we've seen in a minute we'll talk about a new beginning the the weekend we lead for couples in crisis, but we 
we've seen so many couples come to that who are hurting because their dreams were never fulfilled yeah. and they're broken and they're bitter and they blame their spouse. Yep. Um, so it's important to talk about your dreams as an individual and your right. dreams for you as a couple. Right. But sometimes we have to lay down our own dream to let our spouse pursue their dream, mm. knowing that in the future, then it will be our turn. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you're giving it up forever. And when I think about the fact that I could have dug in my heels, I loved New England. I loved our friends there. Some of our friends are a part of our the significant marriage ministry now, yep. um, all these years later. So it was a it was a loss. But had I dug in my heels and said, I am not going because I want this, I would have missed what God had waiting for us in California. Mm. And it was it was down to the specifics of so we finally found a church. It took us a long time to find a church. We finally found um, Crossroads Christian Church in Corona, and um, and they were. We we met a, a woman who was running their marriage ministry, and and she said, "We just said, you know, we've we've been involved in leading a marriage group. If, if there's anything we could do to help you, we would love to." And she said, "Well, we're actually doing a training. I work with an organization that is now called Marriage Dynamics Institute out of Tennessee, and and she said they have a course, and it's all about." His needs, her needs. <laughs> you're you know, like, it was, well, well, <laughs> we're experts at it by now. <laughs> yeah. And so that literally is what wow. the course was, learning how to love each other better through that mm. that resource. And so we took the training and and we would not have even responded as readily as we did to her had we not been doing that for several years with yeah. our friends. So God was preparing us for this ministry right. that we didn't even, we couldn't see what right. he had ahead. Right. And a new beginning is a weekend course for couples in crisis. Yeah, right. And what was interesting about all of this, as we move forward, one day Mary came to me and said, you know what? I think we need to develop a seminar so mm -hmm. that we can prevent couples Pre from getting... <laughs> That's exactly right. ...to a new beginning. Yeah. 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 You know, you're wanting to work your way out of a job, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, we have too yeah. many people coming to these crisis right. moments. Let's see if we can help them before yeah. they get to crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So oh. that's when Mary started writing The Significant Marriage. Wow. But it was, and, the, and I'll, I'm going to add a little to what Dave was saying, the, the seminar that we do for Marriage Dynamics is so effective. Yes. We've just seen hundreds of couples. Right. And we, in yeah. fact, we're leading one this weekend by yeah. Zoom. Mm -hmm. The it's couples from all over the country that come to these, um, but it's just somehow, it's a safe place for everybody, faith background yeah. or not, mm -hmm. but the Holy Spirit shows up and just changes mm -hmm. lives. In fact, we have couples on our leadership team for the significant marriage that we met at any mm. Okay. So that's been really cool to see. Wow. But wow. yeah, after years, so we've been leading that since 2001. So a long wow. time, long time, long enough to see God just change so many couples. Mm -hmm. But like Dave was saying, we wanted, we decided we should, maybe do something preventative. Mm -hmm. So when I first started writing The Significant Marriage, it was actually called, well, I asked my kids, I said, what if we called it The Awesome Marriage? <laughs> and they thought that was just really lame. <laughs> it, it, so for those of you guys, you, you need to know, uh, if you speak Enneagram language, Mary is an Enneagram 7. So it makes perfect sense that she would want to call it The Awesome Marriage. <laughs> that's absolutely right. But that's what I wanted, and let's all go to Disneyland that's together. Right. So... <laughs> so they said, that's not a good idea. So, <laughs> But then we realized, well, it's actually the intentional marriage because mm. you, you can give people tools, but you have to be intentional about right. using them right. and and then have accountability mm. in using them. And so I'm writing it and I'm working on it. And, um, and then one day God just really spoke to my heart and made me realize that it wasn't 
just intentional. It was you be intentional so that you can serve the Lord. Yeah, that's really yeah, what that's it's great. all about. Mm-hmm. And 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 part yeah. that we, that plays into this is it, we realized how much us having a purpose together. Yeah, marriage ministry. But then we also have a, a we work with an orphanage in India. Mm. We have an, another nonprofit called Sunshine Kids International, and doing that together has been just so much fun for Dave and me. We yeah. realized. God wants us to encourage marriages so that they're out there on mission. That's great. So that they're living what it is he has called their yep. unique marriage to do. And that purpose yep. is going to look different for every couple. Right. So then it became the significant marriage. Right. That's like the X factor that takes it to the to the next level, which mm-hmm. I think is so beautiful about the significant marriage. You know, there's a lot of resources out there that help uh, marriages learn how to love each other, learn how to meet each other's mm-hmm. needs, learn how to speak each other's love languages, learn yep. how to you know, create a safe haven within your marriage, all of those different things. Those are good and amazing and it's, it's right. That's, but that's the foundation for, um, the mission and purpose that God wants to build Mm -hmm. your marriage Mm -hmm. into. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. You know, and so, and and there's something so amazing about like what you said, doing things together that are, um, intentionally helping Mm -hmm. people and serving the world. There's just something so rich about that yeah. as a married couple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and what's interesting about this is, as she was writing the book, this is where the engineer and the therapist finally came together. <laughs> now we could write a book just <laughs> yeah. about yeah. that. Yeah. Because <laughs> she wrote everything. She wrote the book, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my part of it was to develop a planning tool. Right. Because I felt like we can go to a seminar, as mm-hmm. we probably all I've been to. Yep. We go there, we come out pumped up, feels really good for about 30 days after that, mm-hmm. we forget about it. Yeah, right. We didn't want people to forget about what they have done because they've worked really hard for yeah. three days. Yeah. So we put in a planning tool so that they can plan for their marriage. Right. They can plan for their dreams and they can plan for their God's purpose for them as a couple. It's so amazing. Exciting Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah. But it works. It's so oh, it true. Totally I mean, works. you guys know with the pain to purpose path, the very yes. end of yes. it, we, yeah. get, we, we say, okay, we're making a plan for how to move right. through this valley. The same thing is true for yeah. TSM. It's yeah. like, yeah. let's let's put this on paper because if it doesn't go on paper, it's not on purpose. That's right. right. And you're not yeah. going to move forward with yeah. it. That's right. So I think it's so, so powerful. Yeah. Um, Mary, I also want to uh, note the fact that, you know, our conversation earlier about giving up your dreams and it's temporary. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd probably say that you discovered or your dream began to develop once you gave up your dream when you went out to California, right? Absolutely. It did. And when I think about what I would have missed, like I'm, I'm sure God would have opened doors for us or something, but the people that we needed to have, um, help us fulfill that dream of ministry. They were there waiting for us in California. Yeah. yeah. And, and God knew that, that we needed to get involved in that, the marriage course at, at the church and yeah. that we needed to be trained to do a new beginning. It was all part of the steps that we would have missed. We, right. the significant marriage would not exist today yeah. if we hadn't followed those exact steps as God laid them out. Wow. And when I think about what I almost missed and they, but it was like, I was like, it's okay. I mean, most women don't have emptiness all at once. I lost mm-hmm. all four children and a grandbaby in the same month. The it, same month. Well, it's because we moved away wow. and they all dispersed different yeah. areas. Wow. It was devastating. Yeah. And, and so the first year in California was really hard for me. Mm-hmm. But God kept bringing new people to me and new friends that have just are still our dear friends today, mm. and 
And then he helped me to like just really see, okay, look at these beautiful things here that I have for you. You're going to love yeah. the flowers. You're going to love Disneyland. <laughs> I mean, we, okay, we live in Indiana and we have Disneyland passes, hey. so <laughs> which we can't use right now, know, but we will someday. Um, but he's, you know, it was like God said, it's okay, Mary, yeah. I'm yeah. here. I will take care of you. Yeah. And then to just watch this purpose begin to unfold. And, but even then, you know, we tell people at TSM, it's okay if you're not sure exactly what God has for you, but mm -hmm. let him lay that passion on your heart and then he will unfold it. Wow. He'll, he'll prepare you as you're ready to be prepared. If somebody had said to Dave back in Massachusetts, mm -hmm. okay, you're going to be creating this marriage ministry that's going to be on five <laughs> continents, he would have been, you're crazy. No. <laughs> but he prepared us as yeah. we were ready to be prepared. Yeah. This is so ironic. I mean, it's ironic and providential all at the same time. Mary, you lay down your dream to go and help Dave pursue his. And in the process, Dave realizes another dream that lines up with yours. Yes. Like that's just yes. so cool how God yeah. brings exactly. things together. And yeah. he brings the people to us that need to help us. Yeah. Create wow. it. And wow. you know, I'm a planner. Yeah. I love to plan. I could have never planned this. Yeah. <laughs> it's really uh, it just happened to us. You That's know? amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I feel like I wake up every day doing that, going like, I would have never, could have never planned this. Like, this yeah. is crazy. One of the most discouraging things about walking through trauma can be the overwhelming feeling of loneliness. And nothing is wasted. We don't want anyone to have to go at this alone. Beyond the inspiration that this podcast provides, we also wanted to provide community for like-minded people who are pursuing healing in our on similar pain journeys. Last year, we launched our Nothing Is Wasted Community Groups platform to meet this very need. These groups have been an incredible source of additional healing for so many people, but we're taking it to the next level. And here's how. Each of our groups will be going through the Pain to Purpose course together. The Pain to Purpose course is an 11 week video series that you can walk through on your own, but we've found that walking through it with others creates an even more powerful healing experience and makes it more likely that you will finish the course. So if you've considered doing the Pain to Purpose course, but you didn't wanna do it alone, or maybe you couldn't afford the full price, this is a great opportunity for you. Some of the groups that we have that we'll be walking through this course together are abortion, regret, and recovery, cancer, childhood trauma, child loss, divorce, widows and widowers, sexual betrayal, and more. If you're interested in being a part of our community groups in this way, we're doing something a little different. We're opening enrollment and we're closing it. That's right, open enrollment for the Pain to Purpose course in community groups begins February 1st and closes down March 1st. So there's a limited time for you to get in on this and we don't know if we're gonna do it this way again. The community group is free to join and the price to go through the course with that group is $57. This includes a physical copy of the participant guidebook that will ship to your home. Normally the course plus the guidebook costs $177. So this is a fantastic opportunity for you to go through the course with other people especially if you didn't feel like you could fit the bill for the course by yourself. Only $57. To find a group that fits your unique valley and go through the Pain to Purpose course together with them, go to nothingiswasted.com slash community groups. But make sure you join before March 1st because open enrollment closes March 1st. Again, that's nothingiswasted.com slash community groups. 
Okay, so I want to talk about it. I want to take the listener on a, a little bit of a journey because I want to talk, one, about marriages in crisis. <laughs> and then I want to talk about TSM and kind of some things that you guys do and preventive, preventative care for marriages. Um, when you're leading the New Beginnings seminar, um, you've led hundreds of people through this, right? Mm-hmm. Hundreds of couples. What are the major things that you're seeing that is bringing marriages to a point of crisis? And if you were to mm-hmm. list three or four of like, yep, these are the major things that we see, what, what would those be? I believe that couples don't know how to be married. Yeah, and yeah unpack that a little bit. What yeah. do you mean? So what's unfortunate is even at churches, right? You go to a church yeah. and let's say there's a seminar coming up. Right. Most couples will be thinking, you know what? It's okay. We don't need it. We're mm. fine. Okay. Or um, if we go, people will think something's wrong with our marriage. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And how many, percentage-wise, how how many couples have really had premarital Oh, yeah. For coaching? sure. Nope. Very minimal. Especially nowadays. Yes. I feel like it's very, very exactly. minimal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's minimal. Which is I why, think Les and Leslie Parrott probably have yeah. one of the best premarital programs that are out there, yeah. but they're not that many beyond. Yeah. yeah. I remember they wrote Saving Your Marriage Before mm-hmm. It Starts, right? Yeah. I remember reading yeah. that. Made a difference in my daughter's yeah. marriage. Yeah, it's like, I'm an engineer. I've had six years of mm-hmm. education, right? To be yeah. a plumber, you need three, four years of right. education. <laughs> and we get married with what? <laughs> because that's we're so in love true. and we think it's always going to feel this way. That's yeah, so that's true. the other thing. Wow. You, you think it's always going to be that way. Mm. We have these, uh, you know, unrealistic expectations. Because mm. when you're dating, it's like, you are awesome. Right. <laughs> you are so good at taking care of the other person. As mm-hmm. soon as you get married, that changes. As soon as, it's crazy. As yes. soon as you get married. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Wow. Because well, you get comfortable with each yeah. other and you're yeah. happy and you're not really thinking. And I think that's where... Couples don't know just that they have to continue to be intentional. Yeah, that's and it's so, not that so it's true. Work like drudgery. Mm-mm. It's but it's choosing. It's yeah. being intentional every day to do what I need yeah. to do to love this person. Well, and so people don't know how to do that. And why would I not love and enjoy keeping yeah. her happy? Yeah, you would think it would be right. natural, but, yes. but it's, it's not because it's, we are selfish ultimately. That's it. Well, and we're wow. so different that I mean, you think about that. One of the highest reasons why people get divorced is irreconcilable differences. People think I married the wrong person, mm. and the sad thing about that is they married the person they didn't know how to be married to. And mm. it's why our second lesson, our first two lessons at TSM, one is focusing on the good. How do you live by Philippians four mm. with your spouse? Because we forget to focus on the good. We, right. we focus on the irritating things. Right. And then we talk about personality. We actually use Les and Leslie's mm-hmm. love style. Yep. And, um, and they now have, have changed that and, and re-amped it and done some really cool things with it. But just helping couples to understand it's okay that you're very different from me. Right. How are we going to learn to see that as good, live right. by Philippians 4 instead of seeing it as something negative? And, and it just, you can tell a light bulb's just coming on for people. Wow. And once couples learn, it's okay that you're different. How can we celebrate this? Mm-hmm. I, I think that helps prevent couples from getting into trouble. Yeah, man. Yeah. So while you're dating, you see that difference is so great. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. this is awesome. <laughs> right. Right. And yep. you get married and suddenly it's like, gosh, what's wrong it's with so this person? Annoying. I need to change it. <laughs> yeah. Like Dave, Dave so felt true. really safe for me. Right. But then sometimes now Dave can feel stifling. Stifling. For me. And, <laughs> and for so him, funny. like one reason our yeah. ministry is called Sunshine Ministries and then our India work is Sunshine Kids International is because he called me Sunshine. Oh, well, okay. that sunshine, that's the seven, mm-hmm. just can wear him out. So it's, yeah. 
Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Can we please not go to? But like, it keeps me young. Right? It does. <laughs> it keeps you young. <laughs> that's the way you look at it. Philippians right. four. That's a different lens that's to look true. at. It keeps me young. That's true. That's great. So, so one <laughs> is that you know one reason marriages kind of find their way to crisis is they don't know how to be married. That seems right. like a big overarching general reason. Do you find some other big tenets too that tend to pull people into those crisis modes? I think sometimes just external pressure. It's like what happened in my own marriage. There can mm. just be so many things that can happen from the outside. Yeah, uh, right. The divorce rate for a couple that loses a child is about 50%. Right. And it's not that there's anything wrong with the husband or the wife. It's that they grieve differently. And so each of them thinks the other's not grieving. And, yeah. the, and the loss is so overwhelming. Illnesses, chronic illnesses, just jobs. This pandemic is destroying yep. marriages. Yep. And... um just if you don't have the tools and then you just keep getting bombarded by right. outside things, if you don't have people like praying over you and praying for you and just giving you resources to keep you strong, you really are at the mercy of everything that's kind of batting you around. Yep. Yep. Wow. Wow. Okay. So if we were to shift to more of the like preventative side of things now, because this is the thing you're really passionate about, like let's prevent <laughs> people from getting to those crisis modes. Let's right. give them the tools beforehand. Let's take them to marriage school before they actually get <laughs> married. Right. What are some major things that you guys see as you're leading TSM, the major light bulb moments for people, the ones that go off and you're like, wow, that was mm. revolutionary. That was so significant. Like, what are some things that maybe even right now, some quick tools that you can give our listeners to be thinking through? Yeah. So from all the things we teach, personality and understanding personality is mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. The other thing that we talk about is something called flooding. And Mary can talk about that <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Because you'll be amazed as to how many people flood. Yeah. And flooding is, is related to conflict, right? Yes. How we end up conflict. Yeah. And, explain and, that a little bit. Explain yes, flooding. Yes. I'll let Mary explain Okay. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, flooding is a physiological experience in your, in your system. And it's mm -hmm. when you feel like there's a threat, mm -hmm. then you're going to literally have an adrenaline rush and some people flood and some people don't. It's just the way that your body is wired. Yep. But you, um, when it happens to you, you, you can't help it. It's not like you right. can choose, well, I'm not going to flood. But it can do so much damage. And um, like there's two staff at our church that we just love dearly. Mm. And flooding was destroying them. Mm. They, they knew they loved each other so much, but they couldn't figure out why they would just get so upset and be so angry and say such hurtful things. Right. Well, when you're flooded, you, don't, you lose control because you have this adrenaline rush. It's literally the kind of thing, the fight or flight, where exactly. you, somebody can lift a car off of somebody. You want to punch your fist through a wall right. and it has nothing to do with your love for your spouse. It has everything to do with this just raging emotion and these, this adrenaline rush in your system. You, you do things you don't want to do. You say things you don't want to say, and then you later regret it when you're calmed down. Right. So we always encourage couples to start. Okay. If you think you fled, you to look for those triggers so that you back mm -hmm. away from it. Yep. And, um, you can't change the way you're biologically wired, but you can change the damage that that can do. And so you don't, um, if you sense that you're flooding, you don't stay in the argument yeah. and you say, you know, I need, I need to take a break. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going for a run. I'm, I just got to get this tension worked out of me and let's meet in a couple hours and we'll continue this discussion because right. the fear is, okay, well, it'll never get talked about again. Right. Right. And, um, but that's not true, but that is the fear because the chances are that's what's happened in the yeah. past. And, um, 
I think that once a couple can identify one of us floods or both of us floods, then they can come up with a system like our friends, Matt and Megan, they say state farm. <laughs> and, and make because you know for flood insurance right, of course when we've funny. used that overseas people are like what is huh? state farm and most some countries like, don't context. even have insurance yeah. yeah um but she was saying okay i'm gonna flood or you're gonna flood i see it in your face we're taking a break mm. and um and i i told megan because they've given us permission to teach us so all over the world we tell couples about flooding mm. and we give this example of this amazing couple that works at a church that flooding was really hurting them. It was mm. destroying them and, and how healing it's been for them. So I, I tell the story and, and Megan's like, well, you know, I don't say state farm. <laughs> I go, state farm. <laughs> state farm. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't matter as long as you're just like nipping that in the bud and saying, yeah. I love you enough to take a break from this heat. Right. And, and we'll come back when we're calm down. And, and I look at their marriage and they just have such an incredible loving marriage. Mm. Um, but it's because they've allowed God to teach them and to heal them. And then they are intentional mm -hmm. about living that out. Yep. Um, and so I just, I love that. If a couple floods, and a, a lot of couples do, mm -hmm. they can actually take this teaching and and change the way that they interact with each other. Yep, yep. So helpful. So helpful. Yeah. And I think there are things that we do to hurt one another throughout our marriage. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that really changes it is if you can cherish each other. Mm. Mm. And mm -hmm. I bring that up because we're actually reading the book Cherish by Gary, oh, Gary Thomas. Thomas. Oh, yeah, okay. He's been such an amazing yeah. encourager yeah. for it us. It is absolutely incredible book. We have a and lot of books to put on suggestion in our podcast notes, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, but, and what he talks about is no matter what you do, ultimately, if you can cherish one another... Mm. That is what's going to make the difference. Wow. And, and when you read the book, you can tell it is absolutely the truth. Wow. We're yeah. actually doing that with a small group of couples. Yeah. And we're reading the book and talking about it every other week. Mm. And all of us are just learning and growing yeah. from it. We've been married 20. How long have we been married, babe? 25, 25. years. 25 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Notice the guy knows how many years. Yeah, yeah. good that's, job, that's babe. Opposite, yeah. Right? I was going to say Tony, and that did not feel right. <laughs> wow. Well, let me ask you this. You know, both of you guys had previous marriages where Dave, you even said, like, I didn't know how to be married. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, obviously, most of the stuff that you teach through TSM is coming out of personal experience and personal growth and the learning that you guys have done. But are there, are there some major things that stick out to you in terms of... Uh, things that or practices or something that you maybe had in your previous marriages that you've learned how to operate differently in, in this marriage? Anything that kind of comes to mind? I would say like for me personally, we were very intentional mm. um, because I was a marriage therapist. So of course, you know, I'm thinking these you mean things. Your previous marriages? Yeah, my yeah previous, okay. I was right. intentional, but didn't really understand the dangers of outside influences and just like, the, like I was talking about right. the pressures that can cause right. a, a marriage to fall apart. And so just to be aware of that and um, just to have people really praying yeah. for you, I think makes a difference because sometimes when you're just in the thick of life right. and you're not thinking, I'm sure that there are places where I just really failed because I was yeah. so focused on our ministry. Yeah. I loved what we were doing. Um, that wasn't realizing how much my husband was hurting and struggling. And so I think it's a matter of being um, 
continuing to be really, really yeah. intentional. Yeah. yeah. Wow. For me, because then the enemy can't get in there to just derail you. Right. Well, yeah. and let me say this, Dave, before mm-hmm. you sure, say this, because sure. there's so many people who are listening right now, and you're going through some kind of tragedy, some kind of trauma, some kind of major life transition, and you might be going through something that's unrelated to your marriage. Maybe you've mm-hmm. lost a child. Right. Maybe you've had some kind of major, you know, other kind of tragedy in your life, but it is affecting your marriage, mm-hmm. and it's exacerbating this grief process for you. Yes. Um, and and I would say that you know. Uh, and we'll talk about how you guys can get connected with Dave and Mary, but Dave and Mary are fantastic people because they understand the complications of grief and trauma and pain, as well as what it can do in marriages. And so we want to encourage mm. you to connect with Dave and Mary as, you know, certified guides for us and, and, and in other ways and other avenues. But I think it's so important for, for the listener to lean into and understand this is going to affect your marriage if you're not intentional about that component. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What I would say also is that, you know, every marriage goes through difficult times. Mm. Yeah. Some more than others. Yeah. Yeah. And then there are couples that feel like, oh my gosh, you know, it's going to be better somewhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it just never a is. lie of the enemy. Right. Because that is the easy way out. And guess what? When you go there, you're still there. That's true. You you yeah. take you with you, don't <laughs> <Right>. you? <laughs> right. That's right. And and it's like you're sacrificing everything that you have, mm-hmm. especially if you have children, for example. And then when right? you have grandchildren. And grandchildren. You're sacrificing right. everything that you have to think that you're going to have a better yeah. life somewhere else. Yeah. And that never happens unless you change yourself. Right. So what we recommend and I recommend is that, gosh... It's good to get some help. It's good mm. to get some education. Yeah. Yep. If you're having any kind of difficulty, get some help. Right. Whether it's us, whether it's someone else, get some help so that yeah. you can make your marriage all it can be. And right. then ultimately figure out what is your purpose That's together, great. which again bonds you together in a way right. that nothing else yeah. ever will. Yeah, that's so good. That's so yeah. good. Because that really has been what has made the difference in our marriage. Because yes. we had a loving, healthy marriage. But having a purpose together out of our own trauma and pain Mm -hmm. has just been an amazing experience for us. That's why we wanted to share it with other couples. Right. Right. That's so cool. Wow. Well, Dave, Mary, this has been an awesome conversation with you guys. And I want to, again, I want to encourage listeners to get connected to you guys, Uh, get connected to new beginnings. If you need that right now and get connected to TSM. Um, and also you can get connected to them through our platform, our coaching platform and our community groups platform. We've got groups that Dave, you're leading groups, Mm -hmm. uh, for men who have gone through divorce and they're trying Mm -hmm. to figure out what their next step is. Mary's leading a group for women who have gone through divorce. You guys help couples who are in ministry, couples Mm -hmm. who are going through ministry trauma Mm -hmm. or crisis, uh, Mm -hmm. couples who are going through any kind of crisis to really help to put the pieces in place, the necessary pieces in place for them to thrive no matter what situation, no matter what crisis, no matter what hardship they're in. Lots of different ways that you can, as a listener, get connected to Dave and Mary. I want to highly, highly encourage that. Is there anything else that you guys would say before we we sign off? This has been awesome. Thank you. Well, I would say if you're in crisis and you're hearing this, go to SaveMyMarriage.com. Because that's where you're going to get connected to a new beginning. And um, and if you feel like you're just in a place where you want your marriage to grow and um, that you want to get on mission as a couple, which mm-hmm. will make your marriage even closer, then check out The Significant Marriage. It's awesome. We'd love to have you. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah Thank you, guys. Thanks, Davey. We love you guys. Thank uh, you. We love you guys, too. Thank you. 
thanks so much, Mary and Dave. That was an awesome conversation. Yeah, it was. And for the very last time, let's go ahead and hear from Nicole Zazowski what she has to say on some of the things that Dave and Mary talked about. Goodness, that was so good. I want to start by thanking Dave and Mary Gothy for, first of all, sharing their story and also thank them for the amazing ministry work that they are doing in serving marriages. I was so encouraged hearing about their work. And I have to admit, as I listened, I got a little teary thinking about how God has just woven such beautiful redemption through the parts of each of their stories that maybe at one point felt wrecked and ruined. One theme in the conversation that I thought was important to highlight as we begin is the importance of outside support in marriage. We know it's not good for individuals to feel isolated and alone, but it's also not good for marriages to be isolated and alone. And it's good and wise to have a community that not only supports you as a person, but supports and speaks life into our marriages. Also, as a marriage and family therapist, I echo Dave and Mary's sentiment that prevention is the best intervention. And in saying that, I don't want that statement to discourage anyone who might be listening who's in a dark season or feel that it's too late and it's more desperate. It's definitely not too late. It's never too late. But often we wait to pay the counselor or invest in the marriage enrichment course or get over whatever shame we might feel in seeking help until the problem becomes more desperate and there's more to work through. But I can say with confidence that learning to self-regulate and connect with your spouse is a worthy investment wherever you are in your relationship right now. And it is certainly not a sign of weakness, but rather a sign of strength. Also, I'm not sure who needs to hear this, um, but a statement that came to mind as I listened to Dave and Mary share their personal journeys is that divorce does not disqualify you from your calling. If you have walked that painful journey, know that God has purpose and plans for your life and is sovereign, even in the midst of your heartache, even if it's difficult to see from where you stand right now. I loved when Dave and Mary talked about making decisions as a couple. As a restoration therapist, I call these us decisions in my practice. The idea is that when two people get married, those two individuals continue. We have two different personalities, two sets of gifting, um, maybe individual callings. But there's this third identity that gets created when we get married that we call us, which is essentially the relationship. It's a beautiful, beautiful combination of both individuals. So when it comes to making decisions in marriage, particularly those bigger choices, it's important that we make an us decision. We bring our individual convictions and ideas, but we do nothing until us feels good about moving forward. This is not competition for who can be right or win the most times. This is also not compromise where we take turns getting our way or just do the easy thing and meet in the middle. This actually looks more like cooperation where we brainstorm, discuss, and pray about the decision as a team. 
And this is important because as Dave and Mary said, when we make an us decision, we win or lose together. No matter how it goes, there's no finger pointing and there's no room for resentment. Finally, I loved what Dave and Mary shared about how marriage is a choice. We commit to our relationship by choosing each other every day, no matter what our feelings might be telling us at a given time. We live in a culture that often says that feelings are the truest part of us, and certainly feelings are significant and they do provide important information, but they do not always tell us the truth. And often I will work with clients who say, I know what's right and true, but I just don't feel it. And when it comes to marriage too, often we wait to feel differently before we do something different. And the truth is that we can think and act our way to a new feeling, but we cannot feel our way to a new way of thinking and acting. And this is actually good news because we can start to take responsibility for cultivating the marriage we wish to have by making choices that are not based on feelings. So thank you once again, Dave and Mary. This conversation certainly blessed me, and I know it will encourage every listener. Um, And please check out the amazing work that Dave and Mary are doing. Thank you, Nicole. It has been an honor to have you joining us as a resident Absolutely incredible. during this series. You can find Nicole at www.nicolezasowski.com. That's Z-A-S-O-W-S-K-I, nicolezasowski.com. And uh, we also want to thank Sleeping at Last for providing all the music for the Nothing Is Wasted podcast. You can find him anywhere music can be downloaded or streamed. And we would love to ask you to do us a favor. All right, we don't ask a whole lot of favors, but this is a huge <laughs> one right here. It's we want to provide a lot of content and service to you. But if you could, if this has ministered to you in any way, has helped you in any way, would you go and rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts? It would tremendously help us and it would encourage us like crazy to hear your review. So that's right. We would love for you to do that. You can also follow us on Instagram at Nothing Is Wasted Ministries. Uh, you can find Davy at Davy Blackburn and me at Obsamp. And we have some fun things on our Instagram pages as well: some giveaways, some incentives for you, yep. some more about our guests. So please find and follow us. We love to engage with you there as well. And then next week we're transitioning out of our marriage series and um, having a, a really intense conversation with a pastor named Justin White who struggled with heroin addiction, among other things. And I think it's going to be a really, um, I don't want to use sobering, but a sobering conversation for the listener and a really powerful episode. Let's go ahead and listen to a clip from your interview with Justin White. About three years in, I was, I was experiencing some headaches and, um, so I went to my doctor and I explained to him my symptoms and what was going on. And um, he prescribed a, a few different medications for me to try. And one of them was hydrocodone or uh, Vicodin. And, and I'd been prescribed Vicodin uh, before for minor procedures. And I'll be honest, I always sort of liked the way it made me feel. Yeah. Right. But I was always able to stop taking them when I was supposed to. But this time in in 2014 was different. When I 
when I always tell people my story, I know this probably doesn't make sense if you're not an addict or if you've never had trouble with substance abuse, but when I, when I took those first two pills, I wanted the whole bottle. 